I bet you didn't even notice I was gone. It's me, Cindy. I was only away for a couple of days, but sometimes even the shortest time away has a way of being ten times better than the same amount in your normal life. For one thing, I got to meet my niece's new baby. Technically, my grandnephew, but that sounds too weird, right? Literally, he's the first of his generation in our family, and that's pretty huge to me. Huge enough to warrant a ferry ride and another nearly three hours in the car to see him in person. It was more than worth the trip. If you're a Long Islander, especially an East Ender, odds are you've taken the Cross Sound Ferry. It's one of those things that makes living out here so special. A 90-minute cruise, a little vacation in itself. Or a really nice way to start a real vacation if you're on your way to Massachusetts, Maine, Boston, New Hampshire, to hit a Connecticut casino or visit my daughter in Rhode Island or, you know, Dover. Even driving up the North Fork to the ferry is a little vacation. And until such a time as all the open space and farmland and vineyards get chopped up and turned into homes for people looking to escape to a life in this charming, historically rural community. The irony, the more they come, the less there is of what they're coming for. Same's true for the tourists. We who live here live for the time after pumpkin season and before summer, when we can get from point A to point B without being bumper to bumper with the hordes of them descending to enjoy the unspoiled East End. And wait, wait, one more note on irony. I don't know if you caught it, but Alanis Morissette was on The Late Late Show with James Corden. You know, he gets everybody to sing, but you know, she's Alanis Morissette, so she was singing anyway. But here's what they sang together, a duet a cover, a remake, an update of her, Isn't It Ironic? It's pretty funny. Wait, here's a little tiny bit. If you want to hear the rest, you can go to YouTube and just do searching Alanis Morissette, New Ironic. An old friend sends you a Facebook request. You only find out they're racist after you accept. There's free office cake on the first day of your diet. It's like they announce a new iPhone the day after you buy Isn't it ironic? <laughs> anyway, back to the ferry and the trip north. Here's what was really wonderful, aside from meeting the tiny overlord and a pretty spectacular stay in a Victorian inn. Okay, in case you're heading to Dover, New Hampshire, ever, the Silver Fountain Inn and Tea Parlor is as quaint and intriguing and charming as you would possibly hope. It's like stepping back to live in the late 1800s, only with great plumbing. Beautiful details, comfy, elegant, just my cup of tea, plus dozens of types of tea to brew and enjoy. Okay, okay, back to the ferry and the trip north, because I have a point to make, and it's not just being like a verbal trip advisor, okay? Here's my point. For the entire trip, it was just me and my brain. No audiobooks, no music, no radio, nothing. I opted for a full-on mind-wandering, and it was magnificent. And it's funny, too, because I had just been reading a lot about the benefits of boredom and how boredom rarely happens these days, what with everything at our fingertips. I'm as guilty as everybody, whipping out the portable computer to check email, surf the web, watch videos. Oh, remind me to tell you about the porcupine video and whatever else we're doing while we're sitting in the waiting room or riding a train or having our feet up on the recliner. And while that's all tons of fun or wildly productive or whatever other purpose it serves for you, it absolutely puts the kibosh on any kind of daydreaming, stream of consciousness, random thoughts. So I opted to give my brain free reign for the hours of the trip. 
And unlike trying to do that at home, which usually triggers the, oh, I have to, or oh, I meant to, or oh, I don't want to forget to, whatever. Then usually followed by jumping up, grabbing a pen, running into the office, heading out to write or go or check or call or in whatever other way that thought prompted some sort of an action. When you're in a car with no options, you're left with you and your thoughts. And because there's something of an indefinite amount of time to mull and look at it from all angles, sometimes jumping off in a related direction, those thoughts get the full attention that they deserve, or maybe that they require. And during all that time, just me and the gray matter, I was able to find some new perspectives on issues that had been challenging me, had a couple of profound revelations about my current life and how I'm doing, and even though some of what I was working out was a little rough, ultimately, I got to Dover feeling 10 pounds lighter. That free-floating brain thing is just one of the benefits of boredom. You know Wayne Dyer? His first book, Your Erroneous Zones, was one of the best, most helpful self-improvement books I read. Anyway, he said he always loved when his kids would come to him complaining they were bored, and he'd get really excited telling them how, this is great because now you can use your imagination to come up with something to do. Remember when you were a kid and you'd go, Mom, I'm bored. And she'd go, oh, go entertain yourself. Go find something to do. And you'd find something to do that interested you, that entertained you, that engaged you. Maybe you'd write a story or maybe you'd build something with blocks. You'd make a snow fort if it was a winter. You'd play dress-ups. you sing. you allow your imagination to lead you. In the book Seed of the Soul, Gary Zukoff says, if you want to find what career path to follow as an adult, look at what you loved to do as a kid when you could pick activities that appealed to you. I always thought that was remarkable and an absolutely great suggestion. There's a book called Bored and Brilliant. I haven't read it yet, but I did read an interview with the author Manoush Zomorodi. He took a deep dive into the neuroscience of boredom. Did you know it was a neuroscience? And how when we're bored, we can quiet the part of our brain that talks all day and turn up the part that's more creative. Now, the author says boredom is that moment when you're like, I'm not doing anything. I don't have a focused activity for my brain. My mind is beginning to wander. I'm going to look at my phone. As though having your mind wander is a bad thing, or that having your phone out is the best. But if you take your phone out, you're missing the chance for your brain to go into what's called the default mode. And that can only happen when your brain is not focusing, like when you're bored or doing something repetitive that doesn't require thinking. Neuroscientists know that the default mode is when you do your most original thinking, your problem solving. It's where you have your imagination, where you have empathy. Your mind does something like time traveling, going back, thinking of things that happened to make sense of them, to learn from them. They call it autobiographical planning. And you can imagine yourself in the future and set goals. I never got that far. If you think of boredom as the gateway to mind-wandering and that mind-wandering is a good thing, then isn't boredom a good thing? And if every time your mind wanders, you look at your phone, you've interrupted that process. Think of people you know, or maybe you, who fill up their children's schedules with activities, music lessons, dance class, swimming lessons, art programs, constantly engaging them. But what if they were bored? The author remembers being so bored as a kid, walking around and collecting all the plants in the house, naming them all, giving them name tags, and performing a concert for them. Me? I'd be doing commercials in the bathroom mirror, or I would dress up and perform show tunes, or go outside and dig up worms and name them. 
But if I'd spent all my time going from one after-school activity to another, well, at the very least, I wouldn't have had all that early voiceover practice. The great thing about knowing this is that you could become a fan of boredom at any time. It's really as easy as taking advantage of being in the doctor's waiting room, folding laundry, sitting and doing nothing. All right, that part's not easy unless I'm strapped to a chair. Maybe driving up to Dover without the radio on. Going for a run, mowing the lawn, folding laundry are all really good options to open the door for mind-wandering. And it's worth looking at how many great writers have been fans of taking walks. Without iPods, of course. However it is that you find yourself with free time when you're not using your brain, embrace it. Your brain needs time to get weird. Otherwise, you'll just be posting cute pictures of your dog. Speaking of which, you ready for that porcupine video? The best part of it is the sounds that this spiky little guy makes while eating a pumpkin are so cute you don't even have to watch it. So instead, this is a great chance to use your imagination in case you haven't gotten to do that yet today. You ready? Okay. Close your eyes and picture, unless you're driving, just keep your eyes open and imagine this adorable little porcupine. He's nibbling on a great big pumpkin and he sounds like this. Ah! 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 Ah!